live. Here we are. Uh, more conversations with Rev Randall. Uh, today we've got a treat. It's Monica Kent, also known as Monica Hardy Kent. Uh, Monica, I've known you a long time. Uh, so thank you for being part of what we're doing today. Uh, tell me the truth. You were nervous about why on earth I wanted to interview you. Oh, yeah, definitely. But why? I... I guess I just had questions about why you wanted to do the interviews <laughs> at church and what the purpose behind them Well, it's a fair was. question, and who knows what the future of this will be. Um, but the whole purpose of this is just growing community inside of our church and uh, people getting to know other folks. So uh, let me ask a few basic beginning questions. So what's your first memory of Tate's Creek Presbyterian Church? And just so everybody knows, Monica wanted all the questions in advance. And she's looking at her phone to look at all the answers. But I'm not going in any particular order, and I'm going to make up new questions along the way. He did. This is a new question that he, he just made up. My first memory, uh, we church hopped for a little while after we left um, a charismatic, non-denominational church before we came to TCC. So how old would you have been when you were doing this? Ten. Okay. So I was around ten, and we left a very... Um, it was a great church. They were just robust in the childcare area. They had great Sunday schools. And so I came to TCC. So you miss your old church. I liked the amount of gotcha. involvement that the kids had okay. there. And so yeah. we, when we went to different churches, we experienced a lot of different things. And some didn't have that. And there's six kids in my family. So it's a lot when churches don't offer a Sunday school for kids. But there was Sunday school at TCPC then. And I remember meeting Mary, now Weatherford, Diker, in one of the Sunday schools. And so that's one of your first memories. Mm -hmm. Mary Diker, how about yeah. that? Okay, all right, tell everybody um, what you're doing now, your family, Mary to David, tell us kids, all that. Okay, I, you, one of the questions was when, or how I met David. <laughs> I met him at his parents' wedding reception, because I know his family really well. And you went and there you met David mm -hmm. Kent. Yes. Okay. How and many years ago was that? Ten. Okay. So we met ten years ago and we didn't start dating till three years after that. He asked me out between that. And you said thanks but no thanks. Yes. <laughs> now I can't imagine why you weren't sure about going out with David Kent. Uh, one of the first times I ever had lunch with David we met at kind of this fancy place downtown. He was working down there or something like that. And he showed up and he was dressed as Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. That and was my idea, actually. I didn't think about it, but it was Halloween. And there it was, we're at a restaurant, and I'm looking at Harry Potter uh, with the lightning bolt, the whole thing, nine yards. And I'm like, all right, good to, good to meet you, David Kent. Let's hang out and talk a little more. But so, you pulled a fast one on him. What did I do? Remember you said before you all ate, you said let's pay tribute to James and Lily Potter who <laughs> died on this day. I don't remember that, but that's hilarious. Alright, so you all finally got married. And yes, so we have, he finished seminary, so he when we dated he was in seminary at Ted's in um, Deerfield, Chicago. And he finished 2016, right before we got married. Okay. I think 2016. So you never lived up there? No, okay. I did not live up there. He moved here. We started going to TCPC, and about a year later, we had Dorothea. And then 
right before Wills was born, he decided to go into counseling and that was a decision. I think a lot of people had said that he would be a good counselor. Yeah. And I had mentioned it too, and I think one more person kind of pushed him over the edge to pursue it. And it's been a really great fit for him. He's been involved in counseling for a lot of his life. And so it's something that he's very familiar with, which is great. And passionate about, yeah. Yeah, and passionate about. He'll be a great counselor. So he, we've had two kids while he was in school, which he's a very good student, so it hasn't been... He likes all that. He likes, he likes three. It, yeah, and okay. he's a great, he's a good test taker, good writer. Okay. And then with COVID, the Zoom classes, so he's been home more. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been that crazy. horrible. He hasn't had to go to Asbury. If he had to go to Asbury for all of his classes, that would have been harder. Okay. And Colette was born in April. Life's crazy, but here we are at your house, and it sure doesn't seem crazy. Mm-hmm. So you must be a good mom. <laughs> Just because it's not crazy. No, there are there are crazy moments for sure. All right. Speaking of crazy moments, just so everyone knows, uh, your life was radically affected by your eighth grade Bible class mm-hmm. at Trinity Christian Academy. What What do you remember most about Bible class uh, eighth grade? I remember being put in the front of the classroom. My desk was moved. <laughs> To the very front, right next to Mark Randall. <laughs> so I was your eighth grade Bible teacher. Nate Jones and I, for two years, uh, did high school Bible at Trinity. You did it for two years? Two years. Uh, we both might have been the worst Bible teachers ever. We were both on staff at Campus Crusade for Christ, and somehow Trinity found out about us through TCPC, and they, they just needed us to fill in. So we both had like one or two classes a day, but your eighth grade year, I taught you Bible, and I don't know if I remember anything I taught, and I doubt you remember anything I taught, but Mm. somehow we survived that year. We did survive that year. Uh, I don't remember putting your desk at the very front, but... I was a talkative, I was very talkative. So I can, I'm sure I deserved it. (laughs) Uh, But you knew me too, so that was an extra layer. Well, here's the funny thing. We just discovered I was 32 years old mm-hmm. when I did that. You are now the same age I was when I was the 8th grade Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. So time catches up to all of us. That's so crazy. That does mean I'm 50. Boy, that went fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Has there been a significant time of growth in your own walk with the Lord? Hey, Another one. That's Dorothea. She's going to watch another show, and during this interview, she can watch all the TV she wants. But doesn't she have great manners? I hope everyone paid attention to that. Has there been a season in your life that was just kind of unique, uh, where the Lord really met with you in some way? And you gave me this question, and I was thinking about it a lot, a season where I felt like a lot of growth. The church has been through a lot, and I guess I've been through a lot of it with the church, and I grew a lot. I didn't even think going back that far because I was there when Pastor Rukas was there and all of the old pastors. And I think I was too young for that transition to really make that big of a difference. Then I would say, I mean, I remember from an early age, even in high school, I would wake up in the morning and do a quiet time. It was, I was more of a morning person and being able to do that. I would say, I really enjoyed the youth group at TCPC. Mm. So it's not like 
I mean, everybody's story is different. Everyone's mm -hmm. testimony is different. For you, it wasn't like just this one-time major thing, a crisis or anything like that, but just kind of a slow and steady. I think it's been a gradual every, I mean, yeah, I'll sure. always learn new things. I'll read the Bible and I've read the same passage and you're continuing to learn. I would say that youth group was probably a pivotal role. I've met a lot of my close friends through the church and I'm still close to them. All right, tell me best book that you've read this year. You're into sci-fi a little bit, which is weird to me that anyone likes sci-fi, but regardless. And then your favorite book, excluding the Bible, over the course of your life. Let me think, and right. then that's a hard question. I liked, I really like to read. Um, and I'm trying to think back to the books I've read. Have you ever heard of the Wingfeather Saga? No. I read them. I think that it was this year. And I would say they rival like um, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And they have a Christian theme throughout. They're really well written. So you like that? All right. I, I you really like a enjoyed... good story that's got some fantasy involved. Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, did you read Harry Potter way I did. back in the day? Mm -hmm. you, uh, your family wasn't opposed to Harry Potter? Because so, some Christian families are and were. So my Maybe mom didn't want us to read Harry Potter when it first came out, and then she read it and liked it so much uh, that she let us read it. And they came out when I was younger. Yeah, I think the first was still in the 90s, probably. Yes. And so they, the darker ones didn't come out until I was older, right. so they came out more age-appropriate for me. But Harry had grown as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm the same age as Harry Potter. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Now that's something you can really... <laughs> 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 but my favorite book, that's a hard one. I don't know if I could pick a favorite book. I've read the Harry Potter series probably three times. I'm excited to read it to Thea someday. Getting close. I do like the Space Trilogy by C.S. Lewis. That's a really good one. Okay. All right, best book of the last year. Maybe you haven't been reading a whole lot. Well, I read um, on my phone or... I actually asked for a Kindle to read, but me and some friends will read books occasionally, which is really nice. Probably the one that's been most beneficial in my life would be the Are My Kids on Track book by Melissa Trevathan. Okay. So it's a parenting book? A parenting book, And yes. it's helped you. Mm -hmm. David likes it as well. He does. We did it in a Bible study with Chris and Marty Lee. Oh, good. Well, based on our observation these last few minutes, I think your kids are on track. Thank you. <laughs> you grew up in a family here in town. Um, mom and dad knew the Lord, know the Lord, uh, siblings. All the siblings are still here, or in the bluegrass here. Yes. Yeah. Are y'all still as close as ever? We get a lot of family time. We're, we go through seasons, I would say. I'm close to my sisters. I talk to them frequently, and my mom. But we go through seasons just like any friendship or family would go through. Sometimes you're close and you can talk about all things and there's other times when life gets busy. But it is amazing that we are all still within an hour from each other. It's great. Yeah, it is really great. Uh, well, thinking about that, only because of my connection to you and you are a high school student, uh, and it... It was kind of funny. I might have been the worst teacher and you weren't the worst student. Uh, but it did allow me to kind of develop a friendship with a lot of you all that has lasted over the last couple of decades. Uh, just through church and whatnot. You all being involved in youth group and growing up in church and then going to college. 
Now, as an adult, as a mom, what do you tell somebody that's in eighth or ninth grade, teenage student? Uh, what What would you tell them about entering college, entering into young adulthood? What What are a couple things to make sure they're on the right track in their teenage years? And I'm not looking for any rule to follow or whatever, but just maybe what the Lord did in your life um, that could be passed down to another generation. That's a big question. That's a big question. I'm not fishing for anything. Yeah, I would say, well, I mean, if I was, I mean, I had fun in high school and college, and my mom really encouraged us to all to continue to have fun. She didn't put a lot of pressure on us. You'd say that your parents didn't... I would say my dad was more strict than my mom, but my dad never, you know, you think back to your childhood and you're always going over it. You know, you go over things a lot or my dad was a strong Christian. He did his quiet time. He was such a good example. Not everything that I think that he did, I want to continue to do, but also there's things that he did that I would love to do. Mm. And he never disciplined us in anger. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I continued to do what he told me to do. Because whenever he disciplined us, some I would think some things were unfair, and I'm sure every kid thinks a lot of things are unfair. But I feel like I, I guess the respect came ultimately out of that. Just, I had a good relationship with my mom. She never gave us her opinion. She really listened to us really well. Mm. So having somebody like that in my life was really great. And I had a great group of friends, and I do think that that played a good role. I was... In the youth group, I guess, did it start in eighth or ninth? Probably soon after that. Yep. And my sisters were good examples. So in the Lord's kindness and grace in your life, he did give you friends, he gave you family that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And the faith continued to the next generation. I think that's one of the things that fascinates me the most about church, family, is as the faith goes from one generation to the next, it's, there's not a cookie-cutter way in which it happens. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say you did this, so therefore this happens. Even though we as parents would love to have a formula where that would work, mm-hmm. it's just not that easy. Yet, the design is it goes from one generation to the next. And that, that process of passing is unique in, in all of them. But in your case, it, it came about through mom and dad who loved each other, loved you all, took you to church, mm-hmm. talked about the Lord, read us the Bible. You know, we always did story time. We did quiet time in the morning mm-hmm. before school. And we, you know, we always had family dinners and prayed. Right. And you can think that you have this way about doing things that's great. And then the Lord humbles you and mm-hmm. you realize you didn't have this great way. Mm-hmm. It was sure. God ultimately that was paving the way for you. Amen to that. Was there a time where your trust in the Lord was just really impactful for you? Well, I guess maybe the most pivotal trust in the Lord, I would say we had a miscarriage between Dorothea and Wills. Mm -hmm. And I would say it was really hard to go through, Mm -hmm. but it put me in this community of people that are so empowering and loving. And I would have never 
been a part of that and been able to reach out to all these different people and connect with a lot of different people if it weren't for that experience. So I wasn't really mad at the Lord for it. I guess I, I took it in, a, in, a, in waves and I know that I learned so much from that experience and will continue to learn and be able to share that and connect with people in a way that I would have never been able to connect with before. Mm. And it does cause you to trust in the Lord because you realize you are trying to put your all of your hopes into something and plan what you mm. wanted to plan and you just can't. He always yeah, tells so I don't you know what you that's can't. like, but the reality is you you can't really control everything. No. And there's nothing about that that we like. Yeah, so I would say the Lord constantly reminds us that we can't plan anything, that He's ultimately in control, and it's always a hard lesson. That's a good word. All right, last question. Okay. Um, enjoyments of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Three kids. What's been your favorite part so far? I enjoy it more than I thought I was going to. I wasn't a very big kid person before. That wasn't I had, your deal. It wasn't my deal. And I really loved having my children. Thea was a surprise, and so it was a big, I didn't, big adjustment. I didn't know what I was going to feel. And so it's been really fun. It's been hard. I think their relationships are so fun to watch. Mm. Just how much they love each other. They get into fights, but ultimately in the morning they want to see each other. They really do love each other. Mm. And it's really sweet to watch the world through their eyes. That's what I like. And they each have a different, they're all so different. And even in all of their differences, they see the world differently. And I love that Wills, who's 20 months, he will not stop yelling my name if he sees a truck or a lawnmower or anything until I acknowledge it. And then he's satisfied because he knows that I'm sharing in this excitement with him. It's just fun. They're little people and they're really fun. Amen, amen. All right, Monica, thank you for doing this. You're welcome. It wasn't nearly as bad as you thought it was going to be. It wasn't, no. But you had low expectations for this. No, I didn't. I prepared. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you. You're welcome.